like an avocado pit is like the top of a of a gear shift thing. Like yeah. it's the knob of a gear shift. Yes. It's it's basically like if you covered a golf ball in WD forty. Good morning and welcome to the Good Stuff Morning Show, the podcast best served sunny side up. I'm your host, Kyle Roderick. And I'm Kenny Roderick. And Kenny, I'm sick. Oh, I'm real sick. sick. What are you doing this for? uh, Well, mainly because last week we couldn't be here because I had uh, four continuous holes that went directly into my jawbone from my mouth. And um, and so I could I could not speak very well at all. We had a a, a bit of a, a game session a, a few days after I had those teeth out, those fine fine wise teeth that no longer inhabit my mouth, and uh, I was a mess. I couldn't laugh. I mean, imagine imagine that this show, this one here, that makes me laugh so much in the morning, I wouldn't be able to enjoy at all. You, the listener, would probably enjoy that thoroughly. However, oh, I did. Yeah, yes, you did. You, you, and your wife would not stop laughing at me. So, thanks. I, I've got to <laughs> say thank you for that. But I needed to take a little bit of a, a little bit of break, and uh, in the meantime, in that breaking time, I got real, real sick, like real yeah. life sick. Not, not just you know, you had surgical instruments in your mouth sick, and you've been taking amoxicillin for a week and a half. No, sick like when. Here's why. Here's why I think I was sick. You know, did someone sneeze into your wisdom hole? Pretty much. Pretty much. It's disgusting. So, <laughs> go ahead and write that one down for a title, by okay. the way. Uh, so, when I was being taken to this surgical room to have this procedure done, I'll make this quick. Uh, they put a very, very small device over your nose uh-huh. so that you can breathe the nitrous oxide oxygen mixture. And and relax you. They tell you, basically, don't breathe out of your mouth. Breathe only through your nose. Breathe that Aris mixture and try and fall asleep. So here I am trying to relax, trying to get this, trying to get this thing going. Uh And they do, they do two things. They, tooth things. Thank you. Boom. They do tooth things there. They also did two things that really, really bothered me. One was when I was trying to fall asleep and before they would do the IV sedation portion, um, they had what I believe auditorily sounded like a student who had never put an IV into a human being before ever, which great. I understand you need to learn and, and find the veins on people, but please, please, please tell me yeah. That you're a student and you're going to try to do this for the first time ever. There were four people around this person and I was I had my eyes closed. I was just leaning back. I pro- they probably thought I was asleep. I wasn't. I was completely awake. And here they are trying to guide this one and a half inch needle into my hand. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, I, I think in that case unless they were doing like they have to have told you something right 
No, they didn't. They said that they were. Wouldn't they say, hey, Kyle, uh, while you're falling asleep and we're, you know, we're all just hanging out in here, uh, you're going to be the guinea pig for our new guy. Nope. 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 No No consent. Nope. Zero. So that's that's fine. I whatever forms I signed must have said we don't have to tell you anything and anyone and everyone will come into this room when you are asleep. So that's fine. Number two was right as I was going under with with both the IV sedation and the uh, the that little nose thing. Yeah, uh, someone came in the room coughing. Oh. Saying with a mask? Boy, no, no, oh, absolutely no. not. Co- she coughed onto the surgical equipment that she was taking out of the sterile bags that were sitting on, you know, those real typical doctor trays, right? The silver, oh, totally. the silver ones with the like little you're putting blue them paper. into a toaster oven. Yes, exactly. They did not go into a toaster oven. They went into the the bacterial oven that is my mouth. And so here I am Man. sucking on whatever viral infection this person has now. And a week, almost a week later, it started to show symptoms. And I am in the thick of it now. So here's something. I need your help. Okay. I don't think I can go to work today. Ooh. Or or school. Because I go to school now. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to I need an out here and I need your help because they're not going to let me get away with this. My my, my right. mom is not going to help me write a sick letter. My doctor is not going to help write a sick letter. What doctor has time for that? So I need your help, Kenny. Okay, because I'm the most qualified. We're going to play a game of, I guess, in this context, we're going to call it bad libs. Uh, mainly because <laughs> mainly because I can't say the letter M. So you the just fir- did. You just did. M- the first one bad here. Bad libs. Last name that is not yours. Uh, Smith. Silly word. Kablam. I think I've used that one before. Last name that is not yours. Um. Uh, I don't know. Gonzalez. My doctor was Gonzalez. Illness. Illness. Uh, stomach flu. Wow, that's a, that's a real heavy one. I don't. How long is it going to last? Uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Noun. A noun. Um. Uh. Mouse. Hmm. Adjective. (laughs) Adjective. Flat. Another adjective, please. Hot. Silly word. Silly word. Boozle. That's a good one. Number. Uh, 12,000. Okay. Uh, Place. (laughs) Um, The cafeteria. Number. Uh, <laughs> 51 noun mm. coffee. I just drink coffee. And last one, last name that is not yours. Last name is not mine again. I gotta think of a lot of people. <clears throat> Come on, Trump. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Let's play it. Okay, 
Dear school nurse, Miss Smith, we're going with traditional gender roles, I believe, in this one. Fine. Good. Okay. Thank, thanks, wordblanks.com. Kablam Gonzalez will not be attending school today. I guess that's me, right? That's me. You are Kablam Gonzalez. I'm Kablam Gonzalez. He's come down with a case of stomach flu and has a horrible oh. mouse and, <laughs> and a flat fever. We have made an appointment with the hot Dr. Boozle. Oh, my. Who studied for 12,000 years in the cafeteria <laughs> and has 51 degrees in pediatrics. <laughs> he will send you all the coffee you need. Thank you. Sincerely, Mrs. Trump. <laughs> Ding. And with that, let's get to some breaking news, eh? What's going on? Oh, Kyle, uh, Yahoo and Verizon announced today, this morning, that they have amended terms of the agreement of purchase, reducing the value of the deal by $350 million. In addition, both what? Verizon and Yahoo will share legal and regulatory liabilities from Yahoo's recent data breaches. Ooh. Yuck. Yeah, so um, when it was announced, what was that, like six months ago, the original deal was $4.8 billion. It is now $4.48 billion. Oh, Yahoo, come on. Someone needed to just move that decimal over one more. One yeah, more. 448 million. Right? right. That's what the original figure was. They just dropped that off. I mean, we just wasn't it was fake news. It wasn't, you know, reported <laughs> properly. It's fine. It doesn't matter, man. But uh, so Yahoo, I think since the since the deal was announced, they've come they've come forward with, I think, two data breaches that they've had. Like they they've they've. They've shared that, oh, it happened a couple years ago. Sorry. Which is probably just a small fraction of the true amount that has oh, truly exactly. happened in that time. Right. <sighs> no. This this seems like a okay deal, I guess, for Verizon, where they're they're getting a little bit of a reduction. But Yahoo, Yahoo can't be worth this much, right? Uh they have they have stake in a lot of Restaurants? Uh, no, they have steak. Oh, in, uh, <laughs> yuck! They have a lot of, I think, different business ventures that, yeah. that are far-reaching, and that's what. And Verizon, I think, is is purchasing them for for that that reach. They want right all of that. I I understand. I understand. Not, not for what we remember Yahoo being uh, as a, a search engine, uh, a terrible mail service. <laughs> um, uh, we 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 uh, we remember them that way, but that's not really their core business at all. I love those Yahoo chat rooms, though. Oh, Yahoo! Yahoo, best answer. Uh, oh, the only the only answer, the only place it, I get my uh, bad libbed notes for the doctor from. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you want me to tell you some other stories? Yeah, what's going on? I mean, we we haven't been here some for a headlines. week. Yeah. We haven't been here for a week and a half. So what's what else is going on in the world? What have we missed? Kyle, the world's first rideable hover bike looks cool, but will probably kill you. It's called or it's from a company called Hover Surf. It's a Russian company that builds drones and they posted a video last week showing off its latest prototype, the Scorpion 3, a single seat electric powered hover bike that looks cool. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, oh, can it's we a just drone yeah, with a seat on it? Please just <laughs> stop right there. Uh, this was going around yesterday. All the news outlets talking about it. This looks super dangerous. Oh, totally. Not only, not only are those blades not covered because <laughs> I guess it needs to create whatever upward force is necessary to make that thing fly. It needs mm-hmm. to do it unimpeded. It just has to go straight into all of the air that is surrounding the person in the middle. But they need some sort of cocoon or like maybe wear Kevlar or plastic shielding. Something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like a like a ring around the blade, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The the Something, old some shield. The old childhood fable. Ring around the blade. Pocket <laughs> full of replacement blades. Ashes, ashes. We 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 all get chopped up yeah. into the world's well, first rideable hover bike. I do want to say um, that the manufacturers say that they wanted to combine a motorcycle with a quadcopter drone, and they wanted to create quote an extreme sports instrument. Mm, yeah, it'll Ooh. be it'll be real extreme when you have at least three out of twelve deaths every lap. That'll right. be fine, uh, and also. Uh, this, I mean, it's not really the, the very first hover bike, uh, YouTube sensation and inventor Colin Furs yeah. showed off his hover bike last year, which does legitimately hover for short periods of time. And the U S department of defense recently announced a deal with Malloy aeronautics, a UK based company to develop the vehicle for the U S army. That's cool. Sounds pretty good. That sounds like like battlefield 2142 tech yeah give me give me that i yeah the problem is with the word hover or hovercraft uh traditionally has been something that yes it is on a pocket of air but it totally touches the ground still right you don't call it a hover drone that's yes the idea that you would be able to completely be off the ground it needs some other designation it's not hover and not flying. It's not. It is. It, it's kind of flying, but I need to. I need to know whether or not it can go up to it. There's got to be a distinction, an FAA distinction for flying versus hovering, right? Ah, uh-huh. yes. I would get assu- on it, guys. I would assume so. Please don't get on this. This is that's a very bad, bad uh-huh. thing. What else do they have going on? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about NASA. Okay, Kyle. Re- real quick. Real, okay, real quick, real quick. Because this this is sort of a non-headline story. For but it the could day. be. But it potentially could be. You remember our segment? Hey, remember when we talked about could be a headline, but probably isn't. NASA is set to announce a discovery about planets outside our solar system. Potentially. On Wednesday, they've got this announcement coming. It's going to be streamed and broadcast on NASA television and the agency's website. So wait for that. But it's on Wednesday. They'll have some people who know what they're talking about being on there, talking to you, saying something about planets. I don't know if it, if this is the, the famed Nibiru planet uh, that we're supposed to collide with or not, but we'll find out. I'm scared. That's comforting. To yeah. Know. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, the- I, I imagine that this is going to be, hey, we found a, a what, what do they call the planets that are habitable? Moon. No. 
uh, what do they call them? Exoplanets? Ex- well, exoplanets are planets outside of okay, the solar well, system, I believe. What's the, what's the one that you can... Goldilocks that are, zone. Sure. Okay, that. Um, I think they're going to announce that they have potentially found something like that and that they are beginning to draw plans to uh, send a probe or something. That would take That's forever, man. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We will see. Uh, this time next week, everything everything is a celebration to them. Because it's all new, right? Uh, true. Except, though, that it's still science and they're still getting information about it. So I, I don't know. It must be big if they're wanting to have some sort of broadcast for this. Yeah. We'll, well see. Well, Kyle... Uh, speaking of science, Disney, of all people, has developed a method for wirelessly powering an entire room. Now, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does, right? The it folks w- at Disney Research have revealed that they have successfully built a method to provide full coverage of an, of an average room and power all the devices one might need wirelessly. Uh, uh, that it seems like it would be a complete game changer. Can you imagine in the room right now, the one you're sitting in, if you yeah. didn't have to do anything, you you look at your phone, 100% battery. Right. And I didn't have to plug anything into you, the wall. You never did. You don't, ha- you don't have to worry about that. You, that would be cool. It's just there. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that mean that everything has to have a battery then? Mm, no, not necessarily. Things, okay. that, things that remain in the room wouldn't need a battery. Television well, doesn't I'm need a battery. I'm going to tell you how this works, Kyle. Microwave doesn't need okay, a battery. So here, here we go. The room needs to be specifically built or specially built, in, in fact, to provide the wireless power. That means that the walls are made of aluminum panels and there's a big, ugly copper pipe right in the middle going from floor to ceiling. OK, that's, a, that's pretty much what my house looks like right now. OK, uh, in the middle of the pole, there's a section that has been removed and 15 capacitors have been installed. This sets uh, the resonant frequency and isolates electric fields that are being fed into the room from a single generator outputting a tone at 1.32 megahertz. I don't know if you can hear it. Probably super low. Uh, yeah, OK. Uh, once the system is fired up, the room is blanketed in a magnetic field and receiving coil that's tuned to resonate at the same frequency powers that the devices are in the room. Huh? Uh, okay. What? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm following along. Please continue. That 1900 Watts of power we mentioned falls within the federal guidelines, uh, for specific absorption rate, which is the SAR. As it has its own acronym. Okay. Uh, which is a measure of the energy a human body can absorb before it becomes dangerous. Oh, Ooh. no. Wait, okay. Now, so wait, hold on. Before, before you start talking, <laughs> the thing is, the devices in the room need to be using that energy, or it could become a hazard. <sighs> also, people shouldn't stand closer than 46 centimeters to the pole. Those problems could be resolved with a more reactive system and some interior design. Oh, but yeah, uh, if you don't have devices in the room that are absorbing the power, your body will absorb the power and you'll explode. I think like Mr. Manhattan. I got the power. (laughs) I boy, oh boy, this sounds terrible, but, but, but initially it sounded awesome. So cool at the same time. I, mm, so the, the devices could be powered while on your body. Maybe. Or uh, they could be powered. They would have to be. I mean, otherwise, your body is the one absorbing all that, all that 
energy. I would right. be curious. Uh, I want to see this working. I want to see this right. working. Disney, of all people, to be the ones to put this together. Uh, this has got to be some technology that they're wanting to put into rides and stuff, right? It's got to be something like that. Or you walk into the, the Disneyland Hotel and it, it, stuff just starts charging. Or while you're yeah. sleeping, they cook you. One, one <laughs> right? of the two. One of the two. It's like a barbecue, but a lot slower. Mm, speaking barbecue. speaking of really terrible ideas for your house, Kenny, August, they are at the cusp of some really awful ideas right now. <laughs> Let me tell you why. They suggest okay. that you should unlock your front door with your voice, with your Amazon Echo, when you're chopping onions. Oh! That's, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna summarize how specific that whole story by just looking at the image that they provided, theverge.com. Okay. You've got to say, I mean, you'll be able to unlock this door and lock the door with your voice. That's the mm -hmm. important part, right? Yes, of course. Wow, this can't be a good idea. The Echo uh, cannot tell the difference between my voice. There's no voice print technology on the Echo for it to say, hey, uh, that does sound like the person who could possibly have the keys actually in their hand from you're just a random person that came off the street that saw me yelling into my front door the other day and now you're in my house taking my things. Or there's an open window or where the, somebody can yell at your Alexa. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I've been purposefully saying echo. Sorry. That's my you, bad. You, you have done a bad baddie. Can I, can I say Alex? Hmm. A Alex. A <laughs> good old, good old Alex. A, uh, I think it was Alex M for Mac, but that's, that's a completely different. Uh, okay. But but they do mention in the article why why would you go with the example of uh, hey you can unlock your door while you're chopping onions and not hey if you uh, have a hard time getting to the door or you are immobile inside your house use that example maybe right. or you have a three story house and the front door is at the bottom and you're at the top use that example it's so, true. something something other than you're making dinner you're chopping onions unlock the door with your voice because Even, you're crying uh, <laughs> ask august to unlock my door please wait is that the is that the thing that you have to say is there like a formula you have to say you do yes you have to ask august to unlock the door it's not see you have you not just experienced say, unlock my door no negative you have not experienced the sentence structure that you need to formulate in order to make these things work on the Echo. Okay, but the, the Google Home is yes. way better at it. Oh, yes. Much, much, much better, especially most of the home automation. But that's beside the point. Let's talk about what this person is doing with these onions. <laughs> you are paint a picture? You're, well, I will. So they're leaning over the counter, looking at, I guess an onion that they're chopping. Let's just say yes. They, that's what they're doing. Uh, I don't think so. She's I think got, they're cutting like a sausage or something. It could be a sausage. I don't know. But we're, we're going to tell you how the sausage was made. 
Uh, she's taking a knife to whatever it is she's cutting because I can't really see. But there are a total of at least three onions in this image. Mm-hmm. So she's either making liver and onions, which she could be Uh-oh. cutting some liver and just making a whole boatload of onions. Right. Or she's making soup for 50. No one needs <laughs> three onions for whatever dish they're making. Wait, Kyle, before you before you go on. Before the show started, I sent you a picture of people wrapping bacon around onion rings. You think that's maybe what she's, she's making bacon wrapped onion rings? You think so? I hope so. I'd come over to her house for so, that. <laughs> See, I would be more concerned with touching the bacon and not un- and not being able to unlock the door than touching uh, the onions and not yeah, being able to I unlock agree. the door. I agree right there. If you if you have. Uh, you know, if you're you're preparing raw meat right. or you're preparing something with eggs or exactly. something like that and it gets all over your hands. Yeah. Yeah. What you need to do is just wrap the August in bacon and then <laughs> try and open the door that way. It it's both a lubricant and a curing mechanism. It's good. Oh, okay. It's really, really right. good. I'm, I'm gonna move on, Kyle. Please. Uh I'm not gonna try to segue either. Nope. Los Angeles is ranked number one for traffic con- uh, congestion. Sorry, not, not, not condensation. Congestion in the world. I it's feel, ranked number one in the world, according to a new study. I feel like we are number one in traffic condensation right now. We've had some really terrible weather over oh, the yeah, last it's couple of days. It's, oh, it's been really bad. Um, it, uh, it has been determined that drivers have spent 104 hours in congestion in 2016 during peak time periods. Okay. I don't really know what that means. Uh, throughout the year, I think, um, on average. So it's got the highest okay. average in congestion time per year. Okay. That's what it that, seems like. Okay, that makes sense. There's an article over on TheVerge.com. It'll be in the show notes. You can just go check it out and read it if you'd like. Um, um, but Moscow is not far behind no. with 91 now you you rank in here what one is that's two three you're you're number four uh yeah the bay area california bay area is uh number four with 83 hours that's that's 20 less yeah 21 20 tw- uh whatever whatever it takes it doesn't matter now i do want to i do want to point out one of these other st- statistics um the direct and indirect costs of gridlock in 2016 was 300 billion dollars with an average of 1400 per driver of just sitting there of just sitting in traffic doing nothing now see you you're part of the problem i think let's get down to to brass tax kenny okay you're part of the problem you're the one how so for the for the rest of us for the rest of us that don't sit in traffic i haven't i haven't been in any traffic this year at oh, all. great. Zero. Great I take I take a train. Oh. Which is probably environmentally worse than actually driving a car the same distance, but that doesn't matter. Okay. You are bringing up the average for the rest of us sitting in traffic because you decide, hey, I'm going to leave super early in the morning. And then you just sit. You waste $1,400 per yourself. <laughs> and you just sit there. Why, why does that make me part of the problem? I don't think that's part of the problem. I think that the, the problem is the idiot driver 
who decides, oh, I need to get from the far left lane uh, off this exit and I have about 12 feet to do so. Uh, I might as well just start merging now. And they cut over really quickly, cause everyone to slow down. And the slowdown just just causes a huge collapse in, in traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's a domino effect. And it's the worst kind because there's no dominoes in traffic. Oh, yeah. My domino effect is completely different. It definitely has to do with the number three. But that's yeah. that's something different. I, but ooh, I, I don't know. It's not surprising, I think, here that Los Angeles is ranked number one. I was just mostly surprised to see San Francisco ranked number four on this list. So yeah, right after New York. That's right. Yeah. I know I know a whole lot about New York, meaning zero. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kenny, speak, <laughs> speaking of cars, Chevy or Chevrolet. Hold hard, on. Hard T. Can, can, I, can I point something out? It really didn't dawn on me until about two weeks ago when I was looking at the back of a truck while I was sitting in traffic and the back of the truck said Chevrolet uh-huh. that it's Chevrolet, not Chevrolet. It's Chevrolet. You, you thought the O was before the R? Well, that's the way you say it. Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Oh, right? no, no. Chevrolet. Is how you I, say. It. I never. Well, yeah, I don't say it that way. I say Ooh. Chevrolet. Like everybody, everyone Wait. says Chevrolet. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, often, how often, uh, often do you say Chevrolet? I guess I don't. This I guess is, I don't say it that much. We've been apart for way too long. <laughs> well, Our, let's just keep saying Chevy. Okay, Sh- Chevy. Uh, Chevy. Chevy. Chevy Chase. Chevelle. Announced that it's new 2017 diesel cruise. Do you have any other ways of saying that one? Cruze? 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 I'd love. I'd Chevrolet love. Cruze? It's like a, like a, oh, a frise and a crouton had a, had a, <laughs> had a salad baby. Okay. The new 2017 diesel cruise will get 52 miles to the gallon on the highway, making it the car with the best fuel economy among non-hybrid, non-electric models in America. Now, awesome. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. 52 MPG. It's a Mm -hmm. diesel, so you've got to diesel with that. But the important part, the important little statistic that I wanted Uh to talk to you about here, uh, you can get, according to Chevy, you can get an estimated 702 miles on the highway before it runs out of diesel. 702. This is their words, by the way. Chevy, okay. Chevy says that this means the car can drive an estimated 702 miles on the highway before it runs out of diesel. So n- a number of things here that I need to talk to you about. One, okay. never drive your car until it runs out of anything. Right. That sounds terrible. And two, 702, you as a professional squeeze everything out of your car MPG wise that you possibly can are going to try and hit that 700 mile marker and have only two miles left. Maybe until your engine runs dry, which is right. a terrible idea. And well, I think I could get terrible I think I idea. Could get 703 on diesel fumes. 
Exactly. Which is also, <laughs> that's such a terrible idea too. Yeah. Why would you give people this number? It sounds pretty good. It would make the entire trek from down here to, to up where I need to go. One tank would be great. I can make it. Uh, I think I can make it to Portland from where I'm at. Oh, what? I can make it to Portland, Oregon. We need it. 700 miles. We need to try. Okay. All right. All right. So one of us is going to get a 2017 diesel Chevy Chev. Uh, what was it? Well, let me, let me look it up on, on, because I have the internet right in front of me. Do you? Maps. When did you get that? Uh, a couple years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland or <laughs> so stupid. Portland or Portland or what? Uh, Gan. Let's <laughs> Gan. All right. Oh, it's only six hundred fifty miles, actually. Oh, so we so could I, make it. So I could make it. In fact, I could make it. How much further would I have to go? Can I drag the thing. Let's see. Dragging it, dragging it, 680, 690, seven, oh, seven, uh, that's too much. Seven, uh, but, uh, 702. Uh, okay, 706, 704, 702. We are making it to uh, right between Rocky Point, Washington, and Castle Rock, Washington. Ah, uh, Castle Rock. We need to get to Castle Rock. Uh, we can... <laughs> We could almost make it to the Mount St. Helens Visitor Center. Oh, okay. All right. We got to get up that mountain. I'm ready. Let's 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 right. let's do this, please. That's that's to drive 100% north. Oh, and there's traffic that we're hitting as well. <laughs> so, so that's not necessarily the the fastest or I should say the uh most efficient. So we just need to combine the hover bike with the diesel car with the city with the least amount of traffic. And then, right. then maybe we can squeeze out that 702 miles. Oh man. I'm really, I, I want to, <laughs> I want to do this now. Well, well, ultra road trip. So, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. We don't, we don't need a car, Kenny, where we're going. Oh, what do we need? Segway into the next segway. Kyle, there's a report out there that step <laughs> counting apps probably make people less healthy. Yeah, we were talking about this, what, two months ago? You and the the issue you were having with your Apple Watch, you're just well, not it, sure. It, it, sets, it sets this arbitrary goal for you to reach, but you don't really know what goes into it, right? You have a, you have a move goal or a step goal that you want to hit, like... The, the article points out, let, let me, let me go to the article here. Sure. Uh, there, there's a guy, Dr. Hagel, no Hager from John Hopkins university in the U S uh, he says very few of the roughly 165,000 healthcare apps are actually based on any scientific evidence. That's good to know. Uh, very few meaning, uh, half six. I don't know. Six. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kyle, he also points out, that the apps that encourage people to reach uh, this 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 goal, this 10,000 step goal, uh, says it doesn't make any sense to have this minimum limit. Uh, he says some of you might wear Fitbits or something equivalent, and I bet every now and then it gives you this cool little message like you did 10,000 steps. But why is it important? What's so big about 10,000? Well, it turns out in 1960 in Japan, they figured out that the average Japanese man, when he walked 10,000 steps a day, 
burns something like 3,000 calories, and that is what they thought the average person should consume, so they picked 10,000 steps as a number. But why is that is that perfect for everybody? Is everybody the average Japanese man? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yes. I am an average <laughs> Japanese man. Well, Kyle, he also says he thinks that apps should definitely be more, or, or sorry, that apps could definitely be doing more harm than good. Uh, he says that the apps are causing problems without any scientific evidence base. How do you know that any of these apps are good for you? They may even be harmful. <sighs> mm, okay. And, and this is, uh, let me, let me point out the, the example that he uses, <laughs> which is kind of, it's kind of bunk. Uh, he says, we all know that probably the more you exercise, the better it is for you. But if you are elderly or infirm, then this is not going to be good for you. What? That's the example you choose. Well, if you're an old person, you probably don't need to do 10,000 steps. It's going to kill you. Duh, duh. Yeah. I don't think that the old people with Fitbits are going, <laughs> I got to hit my 10,000 steps. You know, I broke both my legs trying to hit that, that 10,000 step goal. But, but you did it. But I did it. That's right. Now I feel healthy. Everything's so, good. So so his credibility is is pretty good in the beginning. <sighs> and then he goes, yeah, but if you're if you're old or or your your legs don't work very well oh. and you do 10,000 steps, it could be harmful. Yeah, no no duh. Oh, oh, hey, I've got a I've got a quote actually from from that person who uh who came out with a report here. Here uh-huh. is a direct quote from them. Forget I said anything. Okay. Thank you. Oh, they are very loud. They are they're so loud. It's okay. It's all right. They just want to be heard. They have they actually have a 10 decibel 10,000 decibel goal for the day. Oh, okay. They want to be loud. Uh-huh. I have some food news. Food news. <sighs> Mississippi pot roast. <laughs> don't look it up. Is it, was that your wrestling name in high school? Uh, no, don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. Oh, but I just heard about this yesterday and I'm going to, I'm going to make this today. It's basically a big old, big old slab of meat. And then you put ranch dressing mix on top with a little bit of au jus and, uh, and some butter. And then oh, it, it gets my. nice and roasty. Never oh. heard of this until yesterday. I'm going to make it today. I'm going to report back. And I'm excited. That's all I had oh. to say about it. Oh, okay. You tweeted over the weekend... I believe, or was it yesterday? Gordon Ramsay. Uh-huh. He he spent the entire weekend roasting people's food on Twitter. Wait, hold on. Before <laughs> roast as in made fun of, right? As in he, no, he didn't actually take their food and roast it. <laughs> turning turning the oh hey look uh, oops can't find the page you're looking for. That's good. That's a, of oh, course it's a cute little cat though. I like that. Aww. Uh Yes, not cooked, not slowly cooked over a long period of time uh, by Gordon Ramsay. Could be, might might have been, but he was saying terrible things about people's food. I guess they would send photos, and he would he would then judge it. How is this working? Uh, what do you mean? You, you, you mean, how is it working? How? What was he doing? Why did you enjoy it so much? Well, the reason I enjoyed it is because. I, I have I, I need this this fix of Gordon Ramsay belittling people, and usually the medium is 
uh, Kitchen Nightmares or or uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know, a TV show. But those shows are both off the air right now. So him going on Twitter and people submitting, hey, Gordon, how does this look? And he and he says, I want to throw up if I look at that anymore. Like that's yes. More of that, please. You, we you need, need more a, of that in yeah. our society to bring us out of this dirge of despair. Okay. All right. So you need you need the the belittlement of of uh, people's foodstuffs. Yes, well, from somebody who really knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Does it is does that motivate you to cook better, or why? Why in particular? You just like that he's angry. I like that. The thing I like most about it is the people who submit their photos to him. Uh, I can't. Sometimes I can't tell if they're being serious of, hey, how'd I do? Like, I really want to impress you. Or if they're saying, look how dumb I am for making this. Please, you know, do something funny and say something about it. Or I found this on the Internet and it looks terrible. So please. True. But I think I think that the 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 case that is more common is people actually make something and they're like, hey, I'm looking for some critique and some constructive criticism and he just rips them apart why would you ever think that he's going to give you constructive criticism right? ever uh, unless unless you're really looking for that <laughs> you're looking for someone to really make fun of you and you just enjoy it and you just eat it up <laughs> i'm not gonna play it i'm not gonna play it <laughs> i have it here somewhere but i'm just i'm i'm not aye, aye, aye. i'm not gonna play it Nice. Uh, something, though, that I will get deep into conversation with you about is uh, over at firstwefeast.com. They've got the definitive ranking of fast food French fries. Quadruple F. Quadruple F. And it starts here. As soon as it loads. Oh, come on. With, I believe... As soon as it loads. Come, are you serious? It's taking forever. I'm sorry. Of course it is. They've got they've got the definitive ranking of fast food franchise French fries. Now you probably have in your mind what you think is number one, right? I, I would assume. Like your favorite, your uh, faves. I don't know if I have I don't know. It, it's it's tough because I I I like a bunch and it depends on the situation. Really? You're, you know, you know, you're a fry connoisseur. Yes, I'm a fry connoisseur. Okay, all right. Now you say connoisseur completely differently than I say it, but that's <laughs> it. Might be because you're French, but I don't. Oh, I don't. Yes. Know, I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> what we're going to do is just tell you the name, tell you the number, and you tell me whether or not you've had it and, and what you thought. All right, number fourteen, five guys. That's number fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. I mean, they are kind of greasy and not crispy. And they compliment the burger, though. They're well known for their greasiness because they just go straight in that bag. They soak it up. Now, uh, like I said, there's a distinction. And there's the fries that can stand on their own. Uh, not not literally stand on their own, but they you, know, you can just order some fries and that's all you need. And it's a great meal in and of itself. Right? Sure. Um. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should go out and only just, eat French fries oh, everywhere. I just can't. I can't just have fries for a. I just can't have fries for a meal. That's all. But but there's also the fries that go really well with another item. 
to kind of okay. like intersperse with with a juicy burger and then you get a crispy fry or whatever. Yeah, okay. Let's think about these fries on their own. If okay, you on their if own. You, okay, if you only ordered them on their own. Okay. Number 13, in and out. Whoa! Whoa! Thir- Whoa! 13. That's not okay. All right, I already found fault with this dumb list. I, <laughs> I hate it. I hate the list. <laughs> Uh oh boy. Somebody somebody messed up. I would ranking in and out fries uh, that yeah, low. I would have to uh, agree. In in and out if, in and out for me is number one. Listen listeners, uh if you're not from the West Coast where there is an in and out readily available, uh I'm sorry because we'll send we'll send you a plane ticket right now. Be now for all of those on the West Coast and you you have had in and out and you love their fries. You have to be as outraged as we are because that's crazy. 13th right above five guys. No. Okay. All right. Let's, let's continue and see how the rest of these make you feel. Number 12, Sonic. I don't think I've ever had Sonic fries. Are you serious? I always get tater tots. Uh, Okay. All right. That's okay. That's like going to Arby's and getting regular fries. Nobody does that. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I understand Sonic fries. Um, they're real thick, real like thick. Like steak fries? Like kind of, uh, not as large as steak fries. Larger than In-N-Out, smaller than steak fries. Okay. So just put it that way. So you've never had them. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Number 11, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh, oh, I was, I was thinking, what, what's a... What? Why why can't they spell it correctly? Why does Fillet. it have to be chick F I L A? So you know so you don't say fillet, I believe. Hard uh, T. Okay. Chevrolet. We, everyone knows how to say Chevrolet. See, yeah, I said it right there. So time. now we're gonna we're gonna spell Chev C H E V dash F I L dash capital A. Chev Fillet. Chevrolet. Chev Fillet. Please, please put that Chev into our and there you go. Uh Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you've never had these, I guess, go try them. That's number 11. Number 10. Now, here's one that you might not have expected. KFC. KFC has fries? Kinda. They're more like potato wedges. Oh, seasoned, yeah, those are actually not that bad. Seasoned and fried potato wedges. Yeah. You get like three in a box, uh, but but you get them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're they are completely flavor packed, like so much flavor in the the KFC. Oh yeah, so ones. much seasoning on them. Yes, yeah. All those. It's at least eleven herbs and spices, I believe. Number nine, Burger King. I actually like Burger King more than number nine. I would number put them. Nine. I would put them top five. Wow. Okay. All right. So you've That's had good. them before. You have them frequently. You uh, not frequently. You're, but you're a fan. I, I at least I remember them fondly. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, I look back on them as as a good fry. <laughs> fry nostalgia. Uh, number eight, ones that I've never had: steak and shake. Steak, steak and shake. Steak and shake. Never heard of it. I've never even heard of that. But it looks, I heard of Shake Shack. It looks kind of like a uh, a wing stop, maybe uh, of sorts. Oh, uh, pretty terrible fries. Pretty thin, um, very crispy. 
what looks like to be very crispy. Okay, great. Uh, you could. We, we don't know that. Move on. Yeah, okay. All right. We don't know that. Uh, number seven, Del Taco. Whoa. How is Del Taco rated that far above In N Out? I, I don't know. Del Taco. Who made this to, list? I, this is over at firstwefeast.com. Ah. I, Del Taco to me tastes like you dug into your freezer into a package of frozen crinkle cut french fries that you've kept in there for a year and a half you dump all of all of the fries all the remnants of the fries and all of the frost bitten fries and all all that freezer burn onto a tray and then put it in the oven for way too long you forget about them they get cold and soggy and then you eat them anyway yeah. Speaking from experience, that's exactly what this tastes like. <laughs> Number six, Shake Shack. Okay, that's that's the one I have heard of. Those they're still crinkle cut, but never had them. I Looks hear like they're, that they're, they're made right. They're real good. That's what I hear. But mm-hmm. don't know. Never had them. Uh, number five, Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah. The 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 oh. chicken place. Yeah, I know. The, I know what it Spanish is. Spanish place. Okay. All right. Just making sure we're on the same page. Okay. Spanish fries. So, blah. so I guess they're lightly battered with uh, some sort of wash. Oh, so it's it's like fried chicken fries then? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There you go. That's why they're so good then. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty. They're probably good. terrible for you. If if they're battered, well, they are also fried in chicken fat too. Yeah, there you go. No, they're not. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm I'm oh. totally kidding. I don't yeah, think that's... But you probably aren't far off. Mm, probably not. No, at least a little bit of chicken gets in there. Okay. Got that What's that next? chicken got that chicken twinge. Uh yeah. number four, McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I did have this argument with my wife uh Uh-oh. about why why do people love McDonald's fries so much? Welcome, welcome to the morning show marriage counseling hour. <laughs> We're going to talk about McDonald's French fries. Now we did agree, though. Uh, we at the end of this argument, we agreed. The reason that people love McDonald's fries so much, and the reason that you you just can't stop eating them, is that it's it's like each fry doesn't pack enough fry into it, and so you need another one to get that fry <laughs> satisfaction. But it's just ongoing. You just need you need to keep eating them to continue uh, enjoying one French fry. So it's like you're trying to create a a whole number or a prime number with French fry flavor. Yeah, and you're trying to hit that that nice round number. You're trying to hit ten thousand right. steps, but with but the French fry flavor, hits, the limit right. never hits one. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, what interesting. I mean? So you just keep eating them until you hit the bottom of the cardboard and you, oh. you lift it up to your face and you pour them down your face. Sucking and you get down all that, yeah. the rest of the salt to go in your mouth yep. and you go, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Num- well, here's what you've done. Number three, Carl's Jr. I like Carl's Jr. Also, fries. also I suppose, known as Hardee's, I would, I would guess. Yeah, they've Hardee's, be, Carl's Jr. Same, same fries, yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
They I, are. I really uh, like their fries. They're the lattice ones, the the lattice fries, the waffle oh, fries, the, the Chris cut, the waffle yeah. fries. Yeah, yeah, that's the one at least that they have pictured here, and the one that they are talking about. The quote unquote natural fries here are slightly worse than than the ones that they will be talking about, but they want to highlight the waffle fries. Okay, those are good. Yeah, not bad. They, they look like they're breaded as well. Mm. Probably a little bit. <clears throat> Number two, I'm getting hungry. By the way, number two, Wendy's. Yeah. <sighs> Wendy's would be my number fourteen or thirteen. Really, Wendy's fries are the worst. Now, you want to you want to dip it in that frosty though? I oh yeah, that's good. But that's that's <laughs> well, no 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 no. But we already decided that a fry. This it's the fries on their own. On its own. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. There's no there's no addition here. Well, it says so maybe ketchup or something back. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Back in 2010, nope. Wendy's changed their recipe from the standard fast food matchstick to a thick cut skin on fry. Have you had uh-huh. it since 2010? I don't oh, know yeah. if I have. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I was about to get to the point where um, every time that I go to a Wendy's. They give me. The oldest, soggiest, sorriest examples of a French fry ever, (laughs) ever. And and it it turns me off from ever wanting Wendy's again. But somehow I keep going back. Yeah, but it's it's a case of the Wendy's. It must be the Wendy's in the Central Valley. Just don't get enough foot traffic or car traffic or traffic at all. Uh, yeah, to uh, warrant they're, them, they're making, really low. They're really low on that traffic list. Yeah, uh, but they don't warrant them making fresh French fries all the time, and so they'd probably just have a stock of French fries sitting under a warmer that were made an hour ago. And I just get a scoop of them into a piece of cardboard, and that's it. And it's awful. It's awful. I never. You know what? If I got uh, Wendy's French fries and a, and a hamburger or a chicken something or other from Wendy's, I would eat the, the sandwich and I rarely touch the fries at all because just looking at them makes me sad. You go, you go make a bird friend and you share, you share those fries with a bird friend and watch oh, yeah, them find slowly a, a school of pigeons and I toss them at slowly them. expand from the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the number one, the one we've been waiting for <laughs> number one, French fry, according to firstwefeast.com, Arby's. Arby's. We have the French fries. <clears throat> Arby's. Yeah, Arby's uh, curly fries. Is that, is that what they're going with? That is correct. And of course, in this image, you see the single most ideal curly fry, which is the inside tube of the curly fry maker <laughs> where the, the fry itself does not separate from the the curl above it it is no, it's one a, it's a thick single thick it's like, a cut of a potato you're getting, is, you're getting like half a potato covered you're in getting some a potato curly fry batter core it's a core yeah. of a potato just covered in batter it's so good yeah. number 1 arby's I wouldn't necessarily put Arby's at number one. Yeah. But but these are good fries. Uh, weirdly missing is like Jack in the Box. I know that's not really a, a, a totally national food chain. Yeah. But neither Ooh. are some of these. <laughs> yeah. Neither are number 13. And yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and Jack in the Box fries are good. 
regular and curly fries are good. Um, I I just I can't believe the the absolute monstrosity of a of a of a ranking that they gave in and out number thirteen. Come on, yeah, what, what, yeah I can't believe what, it. What thirteen? Now yeah. I read the little description that they gave. Okay, um, and they call them single fried, undersalted, mealy excuses for French fries. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know what experience they had getting in and out fries, Bad but those one. are the tastiest, freshest. Uh, uh, I, they're just the best. It tastes like you're putting your face into the ground and using your teeth to find a potato and then frying, it, frying it directly in your mouth Yeah, and consuming <laughs> the potato. That's, that is the in and out experience. It's fine. Apparently, Some people just don't like it and that's okay. That's fine. You know what they can uh, I, do? What's that? They can go to the show notes. Oh. For this episode. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Dot FM. And they can check out our list that we will have there of our Ooh. French fry, our definitive French fry rankings. Because I think now that you've described which ones you like and why you like them and the ones that are missing, I'm I'm ready to put that on there. Mm-hmm. You can also, uh, you you would need to follow us on Twitter because one, things are going to look a little different. And two, you're probably really confused when this episode showed up that nothing looks the way it used to. What? We've, we've got new artwork for this show. It's a, it's a slight rebrand and something we wanted to try. So let us know what you think on Twitter. Morning Show AM. I am Dog Burps. Kenny is pizza robotics. Follow us, send us your, your feelings and send us your number one French fry. Please, yes, please go over to goodstuff.fm. Check out the other great shows we have as well. And that's all I've got for the day. Um, all right. Enjoy yourself, please. And, uh, have, have a French fry on me, not on me, but no for me. We can't, we can't buy your French fries guys. I can't, I, I really can't. <laughs> We may not know what we're doing, but at least we have a good time doing it. Good.